The Podmore Get Better podcast is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This week, audience of three. Probably more in a little while, I suspect. Yeah, new 2020 courses are here, Tony. Big couple days here at the Banger Bunker, and across, and then bunkers across the country. Yes, and bars as well. But, oh, yeah, those two. Yeah. Uh, it's Wednesday, September 25th, uh, day after ship day. If your vendor had your updates overnighted, they were most likely installed yesterday, uh, early afternoon. So I did a... Uh, so I think most of us, most of the people listening to this podcast have a relationship with their vendors to the point where they... Say, hey, vendor, why don't you overnight those those uh, those updates? And they are probably already banging out the 2020s. Uh, I did a find a game around my house. Mm-hmm. So the Banger Bunker is about, uh, I don't know, 15 miles from my house. Uh, I did a little find a game around my house. There is one machine within four miles out of, like, 20. Uh, those people did not overnight their uh, updates. Gross. Yeah, I was... Uh, uh, wife got home a little late last night uh, from travel. I was uh, going to head out to the bar and maybe play a couple uh, at 9 o'clock uh, down the street from my house. They do not have the update. So I uh, <laughs> uh, didn't feel like playing Glacier Ranch, although well, that would have been all right. I just uh, watched the end of the Twins game and went to bed. Yeah, so new courses are here, five new courses. We know that they're going to have, was it Red Sands and Cashelshire later in the year? Not available. Not Red, Sands. Red Sands, Coral Sands? Coral, no. Something like that. I don't know what the hell it's called. Yeah. We'll get there eventually. Three months. Yeah. we got three months to figure this shit out. So five new courses, Tony. Grand Tetons, or as CJ Wengler likes to call it. Grand Teton? Yes. Uh, Grand Teton, Dodge City, Kansas. Your yeah. neck of the woods. Uh, Lake Powell, Jamaica Bay, and Oakwood Hills. Uh, Johnny Miller once shot a 64 at Oakmont or Oakwood Hills? Uh, same thing, I think. Okay, yeah. They're every, both in Ohio. Every golf broadcast on TV, we get to hear about Johnny Miller's 64 at Oakmont. Rest in peace, Johnny. Yeah. So, got the five courses. Previous podcast, we've kind of talked about new clubs and new balls available. We got the World Champ set, Player's Choice set, Executive set. Uh, World Champ set and Player's Choice set, I think both are fine sets. Executive won't even touch them. So, if yeah. you're... Go ahead. Yeah, if you're newer getting into the game and, and you're looking at I know IT has a sale right now where you get all three sets, you get some clubs, you get some tees, some balls or whatnot uh, for a slightly discount price. Uh, if you're newer looking to go after something, I'd definitely buy that because World Champ set, the Player's Choice set, I think they're both good sets. I think they can help your game. Yeah, and I think we, we talked about them before. I think it'd be interesting. the executive set would be interesting as a forced club set uh, on events mode. Uh, if we... I, should I rest in peace events mode as well? I feel like we haven't had an events mode in about three, a month. Three, three weeks. But uh, I assume eventually it'll come back. Uh, but that would be a fun forced club set because, again, it was just you know one iron, two iron, three iron, all the way through pitch and wedge. Um, unlike, and then, but we also have new balls. Uh, and I feel like last year's beta and maybe previous years as well, uh, we got to try out the new balls in the beta. And had a little time to mess around with them by the time they actually the courses actually got released we we're like okay i don't want to play the rainmaker just evan gossett wants to play the rainmaker balls um but this time we had to wait until the courses came out yesterday full release full release and uh, i messed around with the titans a little bit um the titans have the same distance as a barrage ball i think they're very similar to a barrage ball they bounce a little more and spin a little more is my first impression uh, I played a few rounds with them yesterday just to kind of see. I have not played anything with the darts. Uh, Ryan Bennett 
big fan of the darts. I think he'll be playing those. He says they go. They they're not. They supposedly don't go further according to the distance meter. He says they go further. So again, we'll mess around with them a little bit and uh, and see where we go. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my razors, uh, the razoids. Uh, but overall, Tony, on the courses you've gone through, you've played a, a couple cycles, more than a couple cycles now. Yeah, so probably overall I've played about 15 of each course when you combine the beta with the uh, full release. And thoughts on club and ball selection? I mean, you, you said you messed around with the Titans. you going to stick with those? Are you going to tweak them out? Uh, I, I could see myself eventually uh, going back to the Titans. Right now I'm playing Barrage across the board. Um, and that's coming from someone who played Streaks almost exclusively last year. And so I'm pretty used to the Streaks. I like Streaks. I like tall. Uh, I felt like they gave me a good chance for bite and release and, and whole lot opportunities. Uh, I'm going barrages. There's just It feels like there's one or two holes in every course where the barrage have an advantage in terms of the spin. Um, not that streaks would be really bad, but there's just a couple setups where you might feel like you're really hosed. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, the main reason for playing streaks normally is there's you know, one, maybe two holes where you think, wow, I really have an advantage here. And I'm just not seeing that this year. And it could be that I just haven't seen enough setups. Uh, but I'm just not seeing a big enough advantage to go with the streaks. Um, and so I'm, uh, for now, I'm going with the Barrages. And I think maybe with the Titans, with a big C3 or an A1, you might be able to get a little bit more distance because of that extra bounce that I talked about. But um, I guess we'll see. So I'm going to second your opinion. I've, I've never been a big streak player unless it's to someone's advantage during like a Freaky Friday or a daily yep. where you absolutely have to get a hold to maintain GT par when you know the streak players are going to get it. I just think with these five new courses, it seems like we're seeing more elevation changes here, both uphill yes. shots as well as downhill shots. And some of those downhill shots like Grand Teton, couple on Lake Powell, where you're going down, you know, have a downhill approach, yep. big, huge drop in elevation. The green is a down 10 sloping away from you, and you have a huge tailwind. Um, I, I just think it's an advantage to be able to club down you know, hit the ball kind of hard to make sure you get that spin of the razors or the barrage. Yeah. Whereas I, I think streaks, you're kind of lessening your window that you can land the ball on on the green. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think the uphills are even a bigger problem. The downhills, I feel like when the ball's floating downhill, so Lake Powell hole nine, I think, is like that where it's, you know, a 300 to 320-yard hole. Yep. Uh, way downhill, sometimes tailwind, sometimes headwind. I think with streaks, that'd be okay there because it, it's just got enough time to pick up the spin, but it's those uphill shots. Um, Oakwood has a lot of uphill approach shots. Uh, Lake Powell has a lot of long, somewhat uphill approach shots. Um, and that's where uh, I think the streaks are a real detriment because, like you said, your your landing window is a lot smaller with those streaks going uphill, and I, I just, I'd rather have the barrage at this point. Sounds good. I'm going to crack open my green mountains here, Tony. Uh, it is a mountain dew day here for me. Uh, I spent about five minutes cracking open the black mountains. Yes. This is a special... For the, for the 2020 release, uh, I have to have a special brew. And so I've got a circa 2015 Surly Darkness barrel-aged. Ooh, fine year. Yeah, and so that is officially a face melter. And what's it called? A surly darkness? Darkness, yeah. So it's a, it's a barrel-aged stout. Uh, quite good. Every day here, uh, Surly is a big local brewery. Uh, every, there's one day every year they call it Darkness Day, and it's the release of uh, the Surly Darkness once a year. 
Uh, so this has been uh, aging since 2015. Uh, Five-year anniversary with the 2020 courses. Hot damn. Uh, again, face face melter. Little little toast right there. Yeah, that's uh, what is that? Probably uh, how many ounces is that thing? Oh, this is probably uh, 22, 24 ounce total. Yeah. Uh, it'll be gone by the end of the night. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know the exact alcohol ABV, but uh, we're probably coming in at about 12%. Woo! Yeah. No, thankfully, no, no, thankfully, Al Jazz has helped me out with this one. Yeah, no, no one light a match for that thing around. Good Lord. Uh, so, Tony, we've, we've talked about the new courses a little bit. Uh, we'll have full course breakdowns here probably in the next couple podcasts going yep. over course by course, hole by hole. Uh, I know they're in the process with Eric Nelson on Golden Tee Fan, Richard King, some other folks getting screenshots. Uh, posted to the website, getting him pulled from his stream and whatnot. Also, well, but one thing we should still touch, unless you, I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, you're I don't know if you're going to talk about this. The courses, we talked about the walls, we didn't talk about the clubs. Oh, yes, yes. So, uh, generally speaking, I think there's not really any special clubs to be had here. Yeah, I don't think there's any no, tricky old birds or one hybrids or anything. Uh, the So, I have, we can now associate with the GT Caddy Update, we can now associate clubs with courses. So I've got Grand Teton, Dodge City, Jamaica Bay, and Oakwood Hills with my standard bay, which I've talked about a lot before, with a nine and a half, I'm sorry, with an eight and a half degree driver. And then on Lake Powell, I'm going the same thing except for the nine and a half degree driver. A little more elevation. And again, it's because of the elevation. It's those long driver approach shots where I feel like the nine and a half gets me an advantage. And then also there's a par four, sometimes drivable on the back nine, like hole 12 or 13. Um, kind of, It's always an A1 type shot, and the eight and a half doesn't always clear the kind of cliff that's in your way. I know which one you're talking and so, about. so, yeah, there's... Uh, uh, Andy Fox aced it yesterday. Yeah, Andy Fox aced that sucker yesterday. Um, so anyway, I think the nine and a half is the club there because once in a while that eight and a half is going to clip the cliff. I have played the eight and a half a few times on the course because, again, up until today we couldn't associate bags with courses, um, and I think it's fine. It's not a problem to have the eight and a half. I just think the nine and a half is preferable. So I'm playing my standard bag right now, but in playing next to you uh, side by side on machines, I'm seeing you use your three bird a lot, and I think I might have to put in a three hybrid. It, it seems like on some of these courses with the elevation changes you actually want a lower trajectory where you don't want the ball up in the air you know in addition to those elevation changes and i think that three hybrid uh looking over at that it's been pretty juicy i think so you go from an eight wood all the way up to a six wood correct Oof, man i couldn't handle that gap um straight yeah, raw no, talent I, yeah <laughs> it gets you that lob wedge that you're looking for right yeah that's i mean that's the difference between our bags other than the nine hybrid versus eight iron thing but um you have you. I have a three hybrid. You don't, and you have a lob wedge, and I don't. Right? Was Correct. What it is. Uh, okay. And do you do you feel like the lob wedge is necessary on these courses? I I, I don't want to say necessary, but I've been in some interesting situations, primarily on Lake Powell, uh, and maybe I don't know if it was Tetons as well. I where think Jamaica Bay has got a couple holes where the bunkers are really, really deep and steep. Yeah. Where um, so I could see it there. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but yeah, I, I saw you playing, uh, I think it was Lake Powell earlier, you went down, you had a gap wedge, so that was your shortest club at 70 yards, and it kind of flew over the green, and I just, a lob wedge I would have felt a lot more comfortable yeah. with after making an air, throwing it on the green, so getting birdie. 
this is more game theory than it is course specific. So, mm-hmm. are do you feel like the lob wedge is good for you because it's good for forty yard shots or because it helps you get out of bunkers that are deep? As an example, are you, is it more for those yeah. thirty five to forty it's, yard shots? No, it's, it's it? more for mental errors. When I have a breakdown, I need to be able to you know save myself, saving strokes, rescue myself out of trouble. Uh, I don't think it's something where it's coming into par threes that often where it's like, oh, I can play a fool right here or anything like that um, or put it in as part of my bag because if we're going to be just short of a green like on a drivable par four, most of us are going to be chipping with a six, seven, eight iron right. uh, going after the hole that way as opposed to with a lob wedge. I know that, uh, and I think the only course last year where you were like, where at least I was kind of on the edge of need, wanting or needing a, a lob wedge was Pembroke, and that was because of the bunkers. Deep bunkers. Uh, it yeah. wasn't like I was worried about 35 yard approach shots because I, I can kind of figure those out if I happen to have them. But it was it was getting yourself out of the trouble of some of the bunkers. Sometimes were just really deep. Um, I didn't eventually. I didn't ever really go with the lob wedge in that. I know Fox messed around with the flop wedge uh, early on in the year and eventually went away from it. But um, but yeah, I think for me that's the only reason I ever really want a, a lob wedge. And actually, Glacier Ranch, which is the classic course of the week this week, if you still got if you're still playing, if you still have a 2019 machine. Um, that actually, that bag, my Glacier Ranch associated bag, does have a lob wedge in it because there's a couple holes where not. It's not that I can't get out of the bunkers with the with a gap wedge, but it's like I feel like I have like hole one specifically. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty steep bank on that bunker, and I feel like yeah. I have a little bit of an advantage with it. So I'm willing to give up my forward in that case. So you mentioned with these new courses, you just start associating bags. We just kind of talked yep. about our bags. Uh, Golden Tee, via the app stores for your phones, whether it's the Android store, Google Play store, whatever the hell it's called, or what I'm familiar with, the Apple store, the GT Caddy app has been updated. Yep. So I would encourage everyone to update the app on their phone, go in, and whatever your preferred club choice bag set is, go in there and then associate it to the 2020 courses. Yep. We, uh, we, we, we think that's a pretty good thing. We still don't have the ability to assign balls to courses. I'm hoping 21, 2021 update. Uh, but but looking at our whiteboard here at the uh, Banger Bunker, there are much bigger things coming for 2020. So and, I'm, and I'm really I, excited about that. I, I mean, I, we've talked about the associating balls thing before, and I think it's a natural thing since you can associate clubs. Um, I think it is, it is definitely a way, way, way more niche request than yes. associating clubs. Because there's an extremely small percentage of people that play this game that want different balls on different courses. Agreed. Um, probably a number less than 50. Um, whereas there's definitely more than that that want different club sets on different courses. Although probably not that anymore. Probably a couple hundred at that point. So we've got the caddy updated. And now let's start going into the fun stuff here. All right. Uh, Unfortunately, this first week, as machines are transitioning from 2019 to 2020, there's no more daily contests on the 2019 machine. So daily contest money shot can only be played on 2020 machines. And this week we got uh, kind of some kind of some funky payouts, but I I can understand. I know some of the folks from IT uh, communicated uh, very well, put up uh, some nice screenshots of what the payouts are going to be. For example, yesterday daily contest, 500 bucks. Uh, Coming the rest of the week, we 101st got, place got you 49 cent, or 41 cents, I think. 
Big win. Yes. 46 cents. Not, not, not a big cents. ROI. Tough to yeah. make a living as a banger uh, when you got payouts like that. Yeah. So Tuesday, 500 bucks on the daily. Today, Wednesday, 800 bucks. Um, Tomorrow, uh, 1000 The Freaky on Friday is 2000 and then our weekend, and so then basically all of, all of those numbers are suppressed from the normal yep. amount. And, it, you know, Will, you talked about why. It's because that there's a relatively, still relatively small percentage of machines are updated uh, nationwide. And so um, if you're on an older machine, you can't play these. So they're getting less gameplay. So we understand that. But then by the weekend, uh, Saturday, Sunday, we're back up to quote unquote normal. Yes. Uh, 875 on both Saturday and Sunday. For the daily contests, and yeah. uh, I think it was 750 on the, maybe it was 700 on the money shot. Yeah. So as we're transitioning here, we're talking about machines being updated to 2020, and those existing 2019 machines. You mentioned you got a bunch by your house, unfortunately, so you weren't really able to sneak out. But those 2019 machines, live play is going to be disabled on October 11th. I don't know if that way is way earlier than normal. Yeah, I don't know if that's early morning October 11th, late at night October 11th, um, uh, but it's it's, it's midnight. Coming. Whether it's midnight Greenwich Eastern, meantime. Greenwich meantime, Central who's to say. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they will be uh, rolling back. So uh, Jade Johnson, make sure to have all your contests closed by that point. Yeah, Agave Ranch, look out! You're, you're about to get uh, bent over in these uh, next couple weeks while it's still available. So another cool thing with 2020. We're talking about transitions. Closest of the pin has changed, Tony. Yeah. And it's kind of <laughs> got me hooked a little bit. Also, Don't let frustrated. Don hear you say that. I know. Don can't <laughs> wait to get rid of the, uh, cl- uh, the cl- uh, closest of the pin. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was kind of fun. Fox, you played, what, five or six? Fox liked it. Probably because he shot well. Yeah. Great audience we've got here. <laughs> yes. Really? yes, I liked it. Oh, there it is. So yesterday I played one, first hole, hole in one. Yep. Seven holes in between. Thirty-five dollars. No. Oh, okay. Uh, first hole, hole in one. Next seven holes, mediocre shots. Hit a tree. Blah blah blah. Knew my distance sucked. Ninth hole, get another hole in one. So you, you Nine, got two shares of the win then? No. No, I uh, I had a bad overall total distance oh. and no longer being paid out based on hole in ones. You're being paid out based on total distance. Which I think is more fun. It's, uh, uh, and so, and, and that, I guess that's coming from someone that mm-hmm. didn't do a lot of closest to the pin ever. Uh, I mix it in every once in a while. But uh, but I thought it was pretty fun. I play, Again, I played about five just like Fox. And, and I'll probably play some more tonight. Uh, I'll be interested to see how fast they close. It looked like they were closing... The close rate was about one every 15 minutes or so at this point, Yeah, which is interesting. 50-person contest. 50-person contest. Payouts are just like regular prize play, so 10, 8, 6, 4, some 2s, and then some 1s. All the way down to 20th, yep. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, and uh, so far I think I'm uh, I think I'm 5 for 5 in 10th through 20th. Okay. So uh, I wouldn't say it's been particularly profitable for me so far, but I've had fun doing it. And that's what it's all about. Well, 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 you're not a banger. You're a jobber. Yeah. So this isn't your sole or partial uh, amount of your primary primary source of income. So CTTP, I think it's fun. To your point, I think it's cool. Instead of just hitting roll or backspin at everything, you're trying to potentially use tees, get some nice soft landings into it. Uh, I don't want to say I'm hooked. I think I'm going to play it more than I did the old one. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I'll play it more than I did the, the other version. Um, has anybody... I haven't seen a promo. I guess we've got eight, eight machines here at the Banger Bunker, so sometimes we see some scrolling promos. I mean, it's a big change to go from getting money for all in one to it being the, the total of your nine. I haven't seen anything from IT about it in terms of a push notification for on the machines or really anything on, on Golden Sea Fan on Facebook. So this kind of reverts back to communication, you might say? Yeah, oh. Is this, uh, are we going to talk sponsor here? Yeah, we, we do have a sponsor. Let's uh, get to the mailbag. Let me sort. We're not going to take that sponsor. We got, oh, here, yeah, well, he, well, here it is. We've got so many options here. Yep, there we go. What do we got? The uh, Brian Bernhardt Red Light Communication Network. Tony, this sounds exciting. The BBRLCN? Yeah. The BBRLCN? Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's a lot. I love one. acronyms it, here. Yeah, it's, it's a mouthful. At the, at the PMGB. So what do we got going here? It looks like uh, I'm trying to get the schematics. There's a patent pending, it looks like. So that's exciting. Yeah, I, I'm seeing a, a one-line diagram here. Yes. Some... Uh, you got a, a a long wire. Yes. And so I guess what the what we're seeing here is is really yeah. you don't you don't want to have to go to your local establishment, whether it's a bunker, whether it's a bar, whether it's a chiropractor clinic. You don't want to have to go there and find out. Oh crap! Red lights. Red lights. Oh, that's the worst. And you know, and, you know, you go there. You just want to make some money play some games you can't you're red lighted yeah you might see that red light and think oh someone red light my hole and win no that's a communications issue they're Ooh. doing server maintenance red lights so ideally you want a system by which you can know about that red light even earlier than normal so before even getting to the bar to the bunker to the chiropractic clinic in canada yeah and, and so what we've got here in the bbrl something something is uh is a system for your house Ooh, lovely and technology we, yes and you know all these machines are hooked up via internet you've got internet in your house most of us do and so what you've got is is you've got you know think of like an old time like a radio station mm -hmm. where yeah. you've got a, a light that warns everybody don't come into the studio we are on air oh same thing nice except for we're off air i guess as it relates to communication so when the communications go down, the BBRLCN sends out a signal to all home-based red lights. Red lights and you can have a, not only a visual system, but an audio system, a light and a horn. And it will alert you, wah, 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 blinking red light, offline. Don't go to the bar. Not a time to make a living right now. Sounds like the hunt for Red October. You're, yeah. you're at the bottom of a yeah. submarine, and if something goes wrong, you need to know about it. I mean, damn near life and death. Well, yeah. at least I'm Get to submarine. the surface. Yes. Get to the surface. Get the machine green-lighted. Get that red beacon in your house turned off with the BBRLCN, the Brian Bernhardt Red-Lighted Communication Network. Thank you for your sponsorship. Thank you, Brian. Uh, I'm excited for it. Patent pending. No one steal this idea because uh, this is going platinum. This is, uh, this is huge. Absolutely huge. Thank you, Brian Bernhardt. IT, communication at its finest. There we go. So, this is the third hold on, week. Hold on, I'm uh, gonna pour some more mountains here. This is a big bottle, like I said, it's probably yes. 20, 20, 20 to 25 ounces. I've gotta pour it in my glass here. 
Mm. I don't know if the I don't know if the audio could pick that up, but uh, yeah, our our recording equipment. Uh, we may have an upgrade pending a uh, new adapter. Chris C J Wengler has brought in some baller baller microphone. Uh, we just need adapters. And you are the king of adapters, Will Sanskin. Yes. So uh, I assume I, I'm actually shocked you haven't actually ordered it on Amazon yet. I'll, I'll find a way during a smoke break or something. Well, well, what I could do is order it on Amazon and then leave it at my house for four weeks. <laughs> Sorry, just let it. Well, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like this 2015 Surly Darkness. Mm-hmm. Just let it age. For let a let while. it age. Yeah, get yeah. a little corrosion on it. So, 2020 updates. You mentioned it earlier and touched on it briefly. This is the third week of no events, and I am jonesing for some events modes. Uh, they've been pretty cool, whether it's a week-long event mode or one that's just you go out and play and it's a 50-person contest, 100-person contest, 20-person contest, whatever. I am jonesing for some events mode, especially tied into these new courses. Uh, I agree. I'm worried that they're going to – because events mode – if you remember back to when the courses were released last year, events mode didn't actually kick in until like late November, yeah, mid-November. It or it was, right. I think it was November for sure. I think it was maybe the beginning of November. They started with a handicap event. Um, so there was a delay of at least a month. <coughs> Excuse me, I got a little cough. But I'm worried that they're going to take this first month off, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. for the events. Um, and I, I mean, I understand why. You want people playing the regular game. And frankly, I would play a lot of events over the le- course of the last six months because I was bored with the regular courses and the Agreed. regular events. Agreed. And so I'm obviously not bored of the new courses at this point. Um, so I could see with some logic behind not having an events mode, although I like them. So I hope they do have some yeah. events modes coming up. Uh, even if it's just like a one or a two or a five per day kind of thing, um, it would be fun to get events mode back because it's been almost a month now. Yeah, someone had posted on the Golden Tee fan page on Facebook about last year's kind of honeycomb chart that gave a release date for everything. I mean, there were probably, yeah. what, 30 or 35 things last year that IT had planned out to the date months and months in advance. Sometimes it got pushed back a little bit. No big deal. Things happen. Um, but Don or Adam said that they're going to put out one of those little timelines again. I'm really looking forward to that. That gave us great podcast content. It gave us stuff to look forward to. Um so I'm, I'm really hoping for that. I know one of the things last year kind of caught your attention, but I never went after it. Uh, so uh, so with, with the update, um, I think last year they, they did the real-time rivals for the first time. Yes. And so it was – and they had the new sponsorship with John Daly, and they had some characters, including Evan, world champ. And, and I think in my head when we first heard about it, it was going to be like a – Work your way up the ladder. Correct. But it turned out it was just kind of a play whoever you want. Find someone um, of a similar skill level. Yep. And, and so I think, although I haven't played it, I think they have transitioned it to a work your way up the ladder. And the and because I'm looking at a promo right now for it on, Communication. Uh, on, on Mikey's uh, machine, is you actually, it seems like you work your way up the ladder and you can win things when you defeat certain characters. And so uh, there was like a headband that you would win from one of them. The GVK uh, headband. Yeah, the GVK. Uh, G, uh, that headband's got nothing on GVK. <laughs> uh, but uh, there was like one of them, if you defeat them, you win 15 Ts. Uh, there was one where, and then if uh, work your way up, and if you, if you eventually beat John Daly, then it was like a whole smorgasbord yeah. of like outfits and tees and balls and clubs and stuff like that and so the only way that works is if you're logging in to do it 
It's not a casual thing. I'm sure it will still be available in casual mode, but if you want to uh, work your way up the ladder uh, and win that sort of stuff, then it probably will be a swipe in. I, again, I don't know exactly how that's going to work, but I, I've seen a promo, so that's kind of how it almost has to work. Yeah, I, I can't say I've played any real-time rivals, but I think the concept is fantastic. Last year, we got to do a breakdown. IT gave us some cool numbers in terms of what what course was played, what percentage of the time. Uh, I haven't heard anything about real-time rivals. I know that Don mentioned that closest to the pin in last year's format accounted for approximately half of 1% of overall gameplay. Maybe it was revenue, maybe it was gameplay. Uh, Don, Adam, Kevin, we'd love to hear breakdowns on last year's courses, anything like that, yeah. what we're looking for in real-time rivals. But I think it's really cool. This reminds me, for us old schoolers who used to play back in the four days, kind of playing the shadow. The, yeah, yeah. the shadow was a real round of golf shot by someone, typically an incredibly very good round, and you could play the shadow, I think, for like an extra buck or something like that. I don't even think it was extra money. Really? Yeah, maybe it was. I mean, it was a while ago. Before microtransactions. So long story short, if Tony Johnson shot a three-better uh, back in the day on uh, Ridgewood or whatever the hell it was, um, you could play Swear against... Tell soul. Yeah, you could play against Tony Johnson and see the shots, the shortcuts, the clubs they were using, and, you know, going over a tree, going under a tree, going around a rock or whatnot. And I think real-time rivals is kind of like that. I think it opens up players to new ideas, new options, of how certain characters and real-time rivals, much less regular players, are tackling these holes because these shots are captured by the folks at IT. I know uh, Evan and Mark Stenmark, I think they got to go to IT headquarters and actually record some of these shots as well, testing out courses. Yeah, and I think last year was uh, Kevin and, and, uh, and Adam that were the, uh, the shot makers. Um, and so, yeah, I think it, they're kind of building on it. Uh, and I, I, there's definitely some interesting ways they can go with it. And uh, looking forward to where they might be able to go with it. So, speaking of building on things, we got PEGT Tour stop number five. Oh, it's, Al Jazz has a phone call. Might be a side job. Speaking central. of building stop garages. Yeah. Al Jazz has a phone call. So, bil- speaking of building on things here, Power Events, Golden Tee Golf Tour, Steve Sobel, Paige Gossett. Russ Layton, uh, they've been building their tour up. Attendance just keeps getting better and better. We got PEGT Tour stop number five, Richmond, Virginia, coming up here soon, October 3rd to the 6th. And it's set in stone that this is the last one, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, it's uh, I saw Jeff on Facebook, uh, I believe the 11th is the official close date of uh, Baja Bean. Uh, so... It was, uh, again, very soon after the uh, PEGT event. Um, yeah, Baja Beans closing down. Yeah, so it's the last one um, that's ever going to be. It's the longest-running tournament in the country right now, whether it's PEGT Tour-related or not. This was going long before the PEGT Tour started, yep. but it is now a stop on the PGT Tour, and this is going to be the final one. Last we saw it, looked like approximately 130 to 140 people signed up. So this is going to be a big event. And, and I think with, with this, yes, absolutely. It's going to be a gigantic event. Uh, and they're going to be bursting at the seams at that, uh, at that bar. Um, and, but I think a lot of times we see the signups and it's like 110, 120, and there's some attrition there. Yes. 10 people don't show up. Yeah, 15 tip- people don't yeah, show up. Yeah, typically it's like 10, 10 or 15%, I think. But that's different here because uh, with, with the um, not NIV tournament, you literally pay ahead of time in some cases. You don't have to because you get some extra stuff with that then. Um, you get the T-shirt then. And so I'm, I don't know if the 130 is people that have already paid 
but uh, usually you see less attrition on that number at NIV because a lot higher percentage of people have actually already paid for their entry fee. Um, not that yes. they have to show up, but they uh, uh, have, have already paid their entry fee. But, but generally, there's less people dropping out of the NIV. So I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we break a record here. Yeah. And I hope so, we do. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't make it. Um, I know we've got a couple local guys. CJ is going to be there. Al Jazz is going to be there. Um, so what, yeah. I'm sure Wes will be there. Wes, Wes goes to oh, a yeah. lot of the tournaments. Sure Wes he loves these. Uh, so free T-shirt. They also have free beer Friday. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Absolutely huge. Saturday, they typically do a free poker tournament. It's a free roll uh, where you do good and you win money. I don't know if that's going on this year or not. Um, and then Sunday they, they didn't have that last year. And then Sunday they maybe I was too drunk. <laughs> Sunday they typically did a pig roast. Yeah. So uh, last year uh, I arrived to the bar on Saturday morning, and you could already smell that pig. It smells so good. And so you're smelling this pig for a whole day, and then just waiting <laughs> for Sunday when you can actually eat this pig. So yes, I'm sure they're doing that again. Uh, he's got a, a spit that he that he uh, cooks a whole pig in, and then uh, turns it into some deliciousness. Probably shouldn't veer down the spit roasting path, but uh, yeah, that's all good. <laughs> um, also, a couple other uh, smaller local tournaments we have coming up with the new courses that just came out. We have machines updated down in St. Charles at the Powercade. They're going to hold a handicap tournament this weekend. Uh, Matt Van Hoosier just won one, I believe, last weekend handicap tournament. Three in a row. Did yeah. I see that he's won three in a row? Yeah, he is a king handicapper, apparently. And uh, yeah, he keeps sending me Eagle Crest invites. Um, <laughs> Trying to lower that handicap? Yeah. Oh, gross. Then we also have one that I'll be attending uh, out with the Wisconsin boys in Waterloo, Wisconsin. Chatty's. Chatty's Pit Stop. It's a uh, someone's house converted into a bar. CJ, you going to that one too? Yeah, C- yeah, CJ, yeah, CJ and I are going there. Uh, highlights of this place: it's not quite free beer, but it might as well be when they charge one dollar for a can during happy hour. In non happy hour prices, rises to a dollar fifty. All domestics. What, what I think you should do is just at the beginning of the weekend, just hand them a fifty, a mm-hmm. fifty dollar bill, and say, "I'm drinking for free." Yes. The rest of the weekend. Yep. Keep them coming. Keep the twenty extra. Just go for it. So I'm, I'm really excited for this. Uh, I love hanging out with the Wisconsin guys. It is a handicap tournament, so I'm guessing uh, guessing I won't hit that top four finish, unfortunately. But You should send uh, Matt Van Hoosier an Eagle Crest invite. Yeah, I should send him about 20 of those things. So looking forward to it. Powercade this weekend, St. Charles, Missouri. Look it up online. Power vending. And then the Wisconsin one. Look, looking forward to that. Uh, we did have breaking news just a little bit ago, Tony. Yeah, I didn't even see it. Peter, Peter Moore posted on Facebook that the Golden Tee mobile app to play Golden Tee Golf on your phone has been live in Canada now, I believe, for about a week. Sounds like it's coming to the U.S. later this fall, as you know, probably tweaking things, yep. adjusting some dials. Uh, Peter Moore, I don't know if this was sent via email or posted on IT's website, sounds like anything you play on the new 2020 courses, anything you win, whether it's daily, live contest, money shot, closest to the pin, Instead of winning cold, hard Canadian cash, you're going to be winning Golden Tee credits, which can be used for, you know, we talked about the microtransactions, whether it's clothing, clothing, tees, balls. Uh, Adam Kramer replied and said this is kind of a long-term goal in terms of, I think, trying to grow the game in Canada. I, I know it's kind of dissipated uh, since a long time ago. Uh, unfortunately, so how does, how does it being 
less usable money grow the game? I, exactly. I'm, I, I'm not 100% sure, um, but that, that, was, uh, that was Adam's statement. He said, this is no conspiracy theory. This is not something we intend to do to the United States. Um, so I'm not sure what their long-term vision is. Uh, I don't have anything notated on my whiteboard. Maybe someone has it on their whiteboard. Uh, I'm not privy to that currently. Uh, well, speaking of whiteboards. Yes. So, you know, we bring up whiteboards a lot, and that's mm-hmm. because uh, we know that at the, at the old office, the old Incredible Technologies, they had a conference room with a big whiteboard. Yes. All kinds of information on it. Uh, very juicy stuff. Uh, and then there was the post last week, uh, Don in a conference room mm-hmm. with the uh, core development team saying, what are we talking about? And I threw out, you probably need a whiteboard. Yes. Uh, but interestingly, I did see that Don, Don posted some pictures of uh, JoJo in the office this week. Uh, noticed in Don's office, a portable whiteboard. Really? Uh, he, and he definitely kept the, the, the picture, and it, I think it was video even, below the whiteboard. So oh. he's, getting, he's getting smart, this guy. It, he it, knows it, not to put any whiteboards on video and pictures anymore. <laughs> Interesting. I invited Don to shoot up north to Wisconsin for the tourney. I don't think he's going to make it in Wisconsin this weekend, unfortunately. Other news. Now that Al Jazz has left, left the room, let's talk about Summer Swing. Oh. Oh, 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 the crowd. There we go. Um, Summer Swing, homeowner edition. They were giving away three free updates. And then I believe eight, ten, 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 ten raffle. Yep. So 13 updates for 2020 to homeowners. Then they were giving away some T-shirts, some $50 gift cards. And there were a good amount of participants, Tony. I think there was, what, probably five or six pages uh, yeah, I was going to say like 300 people, three or 400 people completed the 30 courses. And so it was basically a, an accumulation of your best score on the first 30 GT Live courses. For six years, yeah. Yeah, the first six years. And uh, I had a lot of fun playing it. Uh, I made a run to try to get uh, my free update. I got my free update. Successful. Successful. Let's uh, toast up the Green Mountains, oh, yeah. the Black Mountains. My Black Mountains. There we go. Cheers. Thank you, Will. So... Coming on down, the results. We had uh, some late people making a push. We had Brock Tamel coming in at 859 strokes under par, defeating you, Tony Johnson, by one stroke. And I had him in shotties, too. Oh, son of a bitch. Uh, 858. And Corey Neely taking third place for the third free update for the top three finishers at 853. Uh, Unfortunately, Minnesota. Minnesota's own. Aljaz, uh, fourth place, uh, eight forty-five. Sorry, Aljaz, uh, missed it by eight strokes. Unfortunately, I know. Uh, I know he put a lot of time and effort into that. As much as we like to razz, you know, our own here in Minnesota and nationwide. Uh, well, we will razz anyone on the yes. BMG beat podcast. Now I need razzing. Yeah, that, yeah. These, these black acronyms. mountains are kicking in. Yeah, these uh, acronyms starting to get to us. Too many letters. So Aljaz comes in fourth. Unfortunately. Uh, Cool to see that the drawing turned out. It was nice to see some guys who may not be the best Golden Tee players, but they like playing Golden Tee, getting T-shirts, gift cards, or one of the 10 free updates. So that was pretty cool. I think it's cool that IT puts this together. Um, you know, there, there was a little back and forth about how good the leaderboards are and how much transparency there is. Uh, but anything that they're doing for free to get, you know, folks playing the game, getting excited about the game, bantering back and forth, uh, I think that's a positive and a net win for the game. Yeah, and I think you know there was it blew up a little bit on Facebook for for a couple reasons, and and uh, you know that is what it is at this point. But um, I think my only complaint, I guess, or or room for improvement, I think, is really 
and again, you, you got to dedicate some some programming resor- resources to this. And I understand they want to put this put programming resources into other avenues a lot of the time. But they're really uh, some sort of live leaderboard or, or pretty live leaderboard mm-hmm. would be, and and it, it's something that you can take beyond just this homeowner contest. In fact, try it out on the homeowner contest, mm-hmm. and then you can start to use it. Uh, once you test it out there, you can start to use it in events mode or or world's qualifying. Or y- you can find other ways to use this programming besides just the summer swing contest for homeowners. A live leaderboard, 30 courses, I think it'd be really interesting. Yeah. Even monthly rankings, which aren't live. It updates every 12 hours. I, I think that, that has the opportunity to... It's not wasted programming, and I think that would be really cool. I, I agree that the people who are going after these things, you know, to your point... Are spending time on it they're investing in the game they're investing in what they're doing they've obviously bought you know a four thousand dollar home edition unit yep. so ha- having a more fluid uh dynamic timely leaderboard i think would be great um you know what would be great tony to get some wins well unfortunately um last week we did not have a podcast yes uh we just didn't you know couldn't fit it in we had we saw that the new course is coming and this is a big podcast time of year we're doing this podcast we'll be doing podcasts for each course um we didn't do one last week unfortunately that meant that i didn't get to give my no whammies picks uh because uh things went pretty well for old tony in the uh, nfl gambling Woo! Uh, and uh, but unfortunately, as it relates to this podcast, the no whammies picks. I am one and two, and Will, you are zero oh and two. Yes, trying to uh, build my bookie a pool. Yes, <laughs> above ground or below ground? Uh, at this stage, it's looking like it's going to be below ground. Wow. Probably with a water slide, maybe some rock facades. It's like nice... a waterfall feature. Yeah, I mean, lo- looking at uh, some of these things, I think it's Russ Green out of Indianapolis puts out some of those backyard extravagant setups you know granite pathways all sorts of stuff so no whammies you're one and two i opted out of one of the bets in our previous podcast i am oh and two i am uh, not on the board and because we're doing a midweek podcast here on wednesday we got time to sneak in the thursday game tony yes thursday and it's our first decent thursday game i think yes in our only one of the year if you've looked at the uh, thursday schedule it's dog shit don't even look at it okay. <laughs> it's terrible all right, so Thursday we've got Philadelphia at Green Bay, uh, and Green Bay is giving four, uh, at least according to our current line, and the over-under is 46. Huh. And I cannot, for the life of me, figure out why this line isn't like six or six and a half. Uh, so I'm definitely going to go, I'm going to lay the points, and I'm taking Green Bay on this one. I think their defense is better than I wish it was. I wish it was yes. a shitty defense, but it's not. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, not the Aaron Rodgers is old, but he's still good. Uh, I expect a game something like twenty-four to fourteen or something like that. Um, so I guess if I w- if that was the score, I'd take the under. But uh, who knows? It could become a sh- little bit of a shootout. Philadelphia's beat up. Uh, I'm yes. taking. I'm laying the points. I'm taking Green Bay minus four. I'm going to join you taking Green Bay in the four. We've talked about this in person and slightly on the podcast. Green Bay at home always seems to get calls. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's super it, annoying. It, uh, it drives me absolutely bonkers. Uh, screw the Packers. Screw the Packers. Give Except the for this week. Yeah. Get, give the points. Uh, we'll try to make some money on them. Sunday, Sunday night game, we got Dallas at New Orleans, and Dallas is giving two and a half to the New Orleans Saints, led by Teddy Bridgewater. Dallas giving two and a half with an over under of 47, Tony. Uh, so 
as you said, we've got Teddy Bridgewater as our quarterback. And in spite of New Orleans' win last week, uh, they weren't very impressive. It took some uh, defensive touchdowns, special teams touchdown. Uh, I'm not on the New Orleans bandwagon with Teddy Bridgewater. I was a big Teddy Bridgewater fan when he was in Minnesota. Unfortunately, he had that bad knee injury. Hasn't been the same since. Um, I think Dallas's defense is going to give him fits, and I am going to lay the two and a half, and I'm going to take Dallas. Gotcha. This uh, this is a really concerning game for me. I, I could see uh, some interesting things happening, but sideshow, we got uh, Zeke going up against my guy, Alvin Kamara. I love Kamara. Andy Fox hates him. Um, I think I think I'm gonna side with you and take uh, take the road favorite two and a half points New Orleans. I think uh, Dallas. There are a lot of road favorites this week. Yeah, I think Dallas is just. Uh, I don't want to say gonna demolish him. Uh, I think I think it's gonna to your point, kind of like the Green Bay game. I think this is a seven to ten point game, and I don't think Teddy Bridgewater even at home is gonna have. I don't know if it's the veteran moxie or whatnot to lead a comeback. I think they get down. I think they get down early. Maybe it is defense. Maybe it is special teams. Uh, I just think New Orleans fades off into the sunset into this game. Yeah, and so in terms of the over under, like like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna for the podcast purposes, I'm taking uh, Dallas minus two and a half. Um, if I was gonna pick, I would probably go over. I think um, I I expect uh, Dallas. You know, if I was picking a score, something like thirty four to seventeen, something like that. Um, and so that would be over. Um, but, again, for the purpose of the podcast, we're going Dallas minus two and a half. Gotcha. Um, now we roll into Monday night. Uh, back to crappy games. Yes. This might have looked good when uh, ESPN was picking their <laughs> schedule, but uh, right now it is complete horse crap. Uh, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Uh, oof. Pittsburgh giving three and a half, it looks like, with an over-under of 44. I don't even know where to go with this game. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll you be go. Watching. Why don't you go first, Will? I'll, I'll be watching something else. I'll uh, I'll tell you that. Uh, well, Pitt- wild card game maybe. Is, uh, do they play Monday for the wild card game? That, I think that would be one, game one sixty three if they're yeah, wise. I think, one I think Tuesday would potentially be the first. Uh, Pittsburgh giving the three and a half against Cincy uh, over under a forty four. This is a. Uh, I'm not a fan of this. Uh, forty four is a pretty damn no- low number, but. I'm almost looking to go under that 44. I, I really don't like this uh, points. I could see it going back both ways. Uh, I think defense and special teams will have an impact on this game, uh, which is why I'm scared of that three and a half. Uh, divisional games, Cincy, Pittsburgh, uh, a lot of these things always come down to a field goal. No, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you there, Will. I think that a lot of these divisional games always end up pretty close, and they always seem to be a little bit more low, low scoring. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I think the under is interesting there. Um, it's just low. It's just low. It's uh, yeah. It's forty-four. That's a. That's how a about a, How about a thirteen to? But I think game. what maybe we haven't taken into consideration here is that big tight end pickup that Pittsburgh made this week, trading that fifth round pick for the tight end from Seattle. Uh, I'm not going to let that sway me though. I'm going to take uh, the Red Rifle. Is that his nickname? Andy Red Dalton. Rocket. Red Rocket. Red Rocket. Red Rough Rifle. Rocket. Yeah, like Red Rifle. Uh, I'm going Andy Dalton, and I'm taking the three and a half. Woo! Cincinnati, plus three and a half. All righty. He's had good stats so far this year. Just plays for a shitty team. 
So we've got that down. I think we're wrapping up the podcast. Like we talked about, Tony, uh, expect future podcasts here. As we get screenshots of the course, we're going to do hole-by-hole specific course breakdowns. We'll be putting those out as separate podcasts. So if you want to go right to Lake Powell, you can go to Lake Powell. You don't have to skip around and fast-forward through a podcast or anything. Uh, Otherwise, I don't have that much. I'm just really excited for this sponsor, the BBRLCN, Brian Bernhardt, Red Light Communication Network. Uh, patent pending, absolutely huge. Uh, Going to be a huge moneymaker. I'm, I'm glad they're on board with us because we're on board with them. Tony, you got anything else exciting? I've got nothing else. Uh, I'm going to get back to these uh, 2020 courses, learn them so that I can uh, give all my advice to the listeners next week. Sounds good. All right. Have fun, ladies.